This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 274, why it's hard to date in a big American city and what to do about it. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 7 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. Today, you'll hear from our guest, and she'll tell us why dating in a large American city is not easy, and she'll give us three effective strategies to make dating easier if you live in a big American city. Today, we're honored to have a former guest back on the show again. Our guest is not only a professional English teacher with a master's degree in TESOL and a podcaster, but she's also a blogger where she writes about being optimistic about the foibles of dating in a big city in the U.S., Our guest today is Jessica Coyle. And after today's show, remember to visit Jessica online at her dating blog at www.hopefuldisasters.wordpress.com. Now let's get started with today's show. Hey, Jessica, welcome back to the show. We're so happy to have you back at All Ears English. Thank you so much for having me, Lindsay. It's great to hear your voice. Absolutely, and we are excited. You are our dating consultant here at All Ears English. Yeah, which I think is hilarious. It's fantastic. I go on many, 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 many dates. That is true. Yes, uh, that, indeed. That that is like we were talking earlier. I I, don't, I wouldn't call myself a relationship expert, but I am a, a excellent at going on dates. <laughs> Okay, well, that's good. And so then today, our topic is going to be, we're going to ask you the question, why is it so hard to date when you live in a big city in the U.S. like New York or Boston or L.A., for example? Why is it so hard and what can we do about it? Great. Yeah. And I also hope to offer some potential solutions, which range from easy to do to uh, maybe not so easy to do. Okay. Well, let's see. Well, what would you say as our would be your first suggestion or solution for maybe our listeners are here in the U.S. and they're trying to date and they're noticing, oh my gosh, this is not easy. Okay. So I think the first problem and maybe the most obvious problem is that nobody has time uh, or nobody yeah. makes time. Uh, so life in a big city is competitive and expensive. And I find that people can look up from a project suddenly and realize it's been six months since they've been on a date. Oh my gosh, disastrous, disastrous. Why are people, but often I find that in these big cities, yes, people are busy, but sometimes they act busier than they actually Mm -hmm. are. Well, also (laughs) they'll go home and they'll watch Netflix for like 10 hours, you know. Um, Right. (laughs) Well, I think that that's a problem of priority and it's a problem of people not sitting down and thinking, what are my goals? What do I want this year? Do I, and, and and if you look at yourself and you say, honestly, I don't care if I have a relationship at all this year, then don't worry about it. Don't stress about it and be honest with what you want. But if a relationship is what you want and a goal of yours, you need to treat it with the respect that you would any other goal. Absolutely. So we need to sit down and would you recommend that we, so if the issue here is time, would you recommend that we map out certain times during the week to actually set up dates and do that consciously? Actually, yeah, that's exactly what I'd recommend. I'd recommend treating dating like you would um, approaching wanting a new job or wanting to learn to play the guitar or something. You know, I think a lot of people are stuck in this mentality that a Disney 
prince is going to show up on a white horse and take you to mm-hmm. a castle somewhere or that they're going to like be at Starbucks and get, you know, touch hands with the barista and suddenly love will blossom. <laughs> but for the vast majority of us, if you want something, you need to be that needs to be a pursuit of yours. So like similarly to how you would say, okay, I need to find a new job on, on Wednesdays from it. This is going to be my time to think about a job. Do actually, if you're the kind of person who's constantly busy, block out time and have that time be only for relationships. This like once I actually had to do this myself. Um, I, I found myself working, you know, up until like nine o'clock at night, every night of the week, which meant that it was, and it was, yeah, it was nuts. And I, um, and if I were to like think I wanted to learn the guitar or something, I would realize I'm not leaving myself enough time. So I, I ended up, um, taking off that evening job. So now I have a few nights during the week. And if you end up not going on a date during that time, that's fine. Do something you want to do, but make sure you don't end up filling that time with some other project. Yeah, we have a tendency to just fill up our time and we think that a good life is a productive life, which I think is is a big mistake when we make Mm -hmm. that assumption. But no, you're right. I mean, we at least here in the US and I'm really excited about this episode because I really want to know what our listeners think and whether or not, you know, they have these issues too in their large cities. So guys, by the way, come back to allearsenglish.com slash 274 and let us know if you're resonating with what we're saying here. But you're right, Jessica, we watch these movies all throughout our childhood, our teenage years. We see these fairy tales, you know, Jennifer Aniston flicks where the guy rescues the woman Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden they fall in love and it's this magical thing. And I think on some level, we think that's going to happen to all of us. And and for a lot of people who meet their significant other in high school or college, maybe it was easy. But for someone like me who, you know, I moved away and so I don't know anybody in my in my city. And and like, so I'm not just going to meet someone. I don't have a class every day with 30 people of my similar interest and similar age. If I want it, I got to go out and look for it. Okay. So that is your tip number one. Mm -hmm. I like it. So set aside the time, make it like a job, set aside specific hours each week to go on dates or to go out and meet people. I like it. What would be your second tip, Jessica? Well, the second problem I find is if you're not from that big city, it's really hard to break into a group. And a lot of people find their significant other through friends or through friends of friends. But when you're not from the area, you know, I, I, I leave the house in the morning. I put on my earbuds. I listen to a podcast. I go to work. I leave. I probably don't interact with people much at all. So it can mm. be really hard to even it can be even hard to make friends, let yeah. alone to meet a significant other. Yes, that is very true. That's a very common problem in big cities in the U.S. Absolutely. I found that in New York, too. So if you don't have common friends, you don't have a circle of friends. So what's the solution? What can we do about that? Well, unfortunately, there's no quick cure. Like you can't force your way into a friend group by walking up to a group of people (laughs) and shouting, you guys should all love me. Um, (laughs) But you can make proactive moves. And there are two ways. And one is you can make it your job, like I said earlier, to try something new, maybe every week. And once you find a group that you like, Stick with it. Go to it. And uh, I'm going to uh, email you some links to some groups, uh, be it okay. Meetup, be it Couchsurfing, uh, you know, and there's even a dating app called um, How About We, where all you do is you say a date you want to do. Like, I want to go to an art museum on a Thursday and somebody can go do that with you. So mm. um, I would think so. Join a group would be my first thing. Uh, and my second thing would be 
become the person who plans things. Like I, there was a, a while in New York where I was like, why do I not have stuff to do on the weekends? And yeah, I have stuff to do with like my groups, but you, it's hard to break into those friend groups. It's hard to start being invited to things. But then I, 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 uh, I organized a clothing exchange party and I found that like a whole bunch of people who I might not have been invited to by the, by them to do things came to my house. We had pancakes, we had orange juice. And then in the future, <laughs> when they're thinking, Oh, who do I want to invite? They're going to remember you as a person who's planned things before. Yeah, absolutely. And if, if you sometimes feel awkward going to parties or going to events, if you are actually the one who organizes it, you tend to be the most popular mm -hmm. person at the event because everyone talks to you. You know, you're at the center and that's really, that can be a confidence booster. And that's, yeah, I think that's a fantastic idea. Be the proactive one. Be the one who organizes. And then you may find you have more friends than you realize. Mm -hmm. And all you need to do is just bring them together into one place so you can start to facilitate those introductions. Also, you're the one who dictates how it goes. So if you're the kind of person who has some minor social anxiety, which I can count myself as that kind of person, you can make it a daytime activity. Like I don't like <laughs> nighttime parties that much. So I had a brunch and when it was over, it was over and people were out of my house. But for those four hours, it was really nice to be surrounded with people. Wonderful. I like that. I like that. So become the organizer. Be the one who plans the events. I love it. Okay. Do you have a third tip for how we can kind of deal with this problem that dating is so tough in places like Boston and New York? Absolutely. Uh, the last one would be that transportation is a nightmare. So if you have a car, parking is either so expensive or can take forever to find. And if you take public transportation, it can take an hour to travel even within the city. Like yeah. when I used to live in South Brooklyn, I used to have to meet dates at like 40 minutes away just so it would be convenient for them and me. And it can be so easy to give up. That's a problem. <laughs> but um, I don't think it has to be because for two reasons. One, I, modern technology has made it so easy to date local. So if mm -hmm. you have like one of these apps like OkCupid, they have a, you know, they have a sort of near me option where you can say, I only want to meet people in my neighborhood. Um, oh. And you can also try engaging in your neighborhood in ways like does your, even if your small neighborhood only has a small, you know, community theater, go see what they're doing. Um, if your neighborhood has like a trivia night, go check that out. Um, but the, the more extreme version of this, and this is something that I really think people should be realistic about and honest about is, do you have to live in your neighborhood? And I only mention this because, like, when I moved there, I moved to South Brooklyn because it was cheap and I had a lot of space. But mm -hmm. I, honestly, the commute made me really depressed because oh, yeah. I would it would take me an hour and a half to get somewhere. I never wanted to go home in between that. So right. six months into living in New York, my roommate and I, who do not necessarily have the money to do this, but it was so important to our quality of life, uh, moved two boroughs up to Queens where we have a smaller apartment and, and the rent is higher, but I love my neighborhood. Oh, and you're so much closer. Mm -hmm. What's the difference in commute from Astoria? Are you talking about getting into Manhattan, yep. for example? Mm -hmm. Your commute was quite long. Yep, it, What's the difference? Uh, it's a half mm -hmm. an hour or less. Wow. Yeah, that makes a big difference. Yeah. So, I mean, and I think a lot of international students end up living in places where they feel quite comfortable. Like if they're Chinese, they might live in the Chinatown of their city or the Koreatown if you're Korean. Or even like there's a small Russia, Russian neighborhood in, in Brooklyn where I used Brooklyn. to live. And mm -hmm. so ask yourself, did I move here to speak English or Chinese? And, and right. it might be worth it for you to 
throw yourself into the cold water of a neighborhood that's cool, that you like, but that you might be forced to speak English and the side benefit of you might have a lot cooler things to do in your neighborhood that would make people want to commute to you. Absolutely. And you'll be more motivated, hopefully, to go out on those dates. You know, getting into Manhattan is easier when maybe when we're in a different location. And yeah, you're right. I know how it feels to live in a part of Brooklyn where, wow, you can't go home in between appointments. Mm -hmm. And that's tough. You have to sit in a cafe or go to a bookstore. And it's it makes you feel like a tourist in your own city. It's, it was pretty miserable. I, I remember calling my mom just in tears, like physically assaulting the subway, like beating. The, I was like, why? Why? Because like the train was 20 minutes late. And she was like, why are you living there? You don't need that much space. You can pay a little bit more in rent. I mean, mm. go out. I mean, it's you really need to think how much does this affect my quality of life? And it'll have the side benefit that dating will open up to you because people will want to come to where you were. You are. Nobody wanted to come visit me when I lived in deep South Brooklyn. I'll tell you that. <sighs> Right. You wouldn't be holding too many dinner parties down there, right? Nope. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, one other thing that I think is really challenging about dating in these big cities is that people have so many options. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it can be really easy to say, well, this person's pretty nice and kind of cute, but, you know, there's there's probably somebody better behind door number two. Right, right. And how do we how do we stop thinking that way? I mean, maybe that's a different episode. <laughs> and that might be. I but. mean, honestly, that's something that I have that, that's a, that's a difficult one because that's a problem that I think only can be solved by changing your outlook and thinking mm -hmm. like, uh, I mean, everybody wants to find the perfect person, but you really, like I said, look at your goals. Do you want to have a relationship or do you want to find the perfect soulmate? Um, there's actually um, a, a song lyric that from a song I'm learning to play on the guitar that's um, I'd rather be working for a paycheck than waiting to win the lottery. That's a bright eyes song. And <laughs> I like that. Isn't that beautiful? It's like, do you want to try to make something lasting and 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 good, or do you want to keep going like a pinball from date to date to date? And absolutely, mm -hmm. what do you actually want? Yeah, yeah, that's an important question. You know, I think dating really requires a sense of intimacy with ourselves. We need to sit down and be honest with ourselves about what we want. Yeah, and and you can't change other people's perspectives. You can't make other people uh, decide they want to work it out with you. But all you can do is work on yourself. And mm -hmm. and and if you can try to be honest about what you want and honest about what is realistic for you then you'll be more likely to find someone, I think. I like it. I like it. This is super helpful. I'm just going to recap your tips from today about what to do if we're in the U.S., we're in a big city in the U.S., and dating becomes really hard at that point. So what can we do? So number one, you said, was make dating a priority. Give yourself that time. Make it like your job and set aside hours during the week. You also told us that we should become the organizer, join groups, and actually organize events so that then we are connecting people in our social circle and maybe they're for meeting people for ourselves for our, as our own dates and also stay local or move closer to the city like just take it you know take control of where we actually live we don't have to be a victim of the geography of these massive cities like Boston and New York yeah and uh, I can't like I said I can't promise you date number three four or five but um, yeah. I can definitely promise you dates because th those, <laughs> like those that's the easy part meeting someone's the, t the easy part make love work that's on you guys oh that's another episode too I think <laughs> 
All right, great. Thanks so much for joining us today, Jessica. This has been really interesting. I love it. And we really appreciate your your dating expertise on this show. So thanks again. Absolutely, Lindsay. Well, have a great day, and I will talk to you again soon. All right, take care. Bye. Hey guys, remember to visit Jessica's blog at hopefuldisasters.wordpress.com to learn more about dating in the U.S. If you believe in connection, not perfection, and you want to put your ears into English more often, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes on your computer or on your smartphone. And hey, if you liked today's show, please let us know with a review in iTunes. Thanks so much for listening and see you next time.